0: you know what sam what we're going to pnc arena this week yes we are coming to you from the heart of canes country
1: this is the Kaniac report your number one source for everything carolina hurricanes hot takes predictions game analysis and nhl news and now your hosts sam wallace and sam driscoll All right, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. Uh, We've hoped you have had a good weekend. And Sam, this is our official season preview of the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, So Sam, obviously um, not a lot of news from both the Hurricanes and the NHL. Uh, Training camp is ramping up for the whole league. Obviously, but I do want to touch on one thing from the NHL news that I thought was just really, really cool. And that was uh, Logan Coley from Arizona, highly coveted prospect. Scores an amazing goal. He shoots like what, three L.A. defensemen?
0: Dude deserves to probably play in the National Hockey League this year. And I think he will. I think that's the uh, believed. um, I think it's the consensus belief is that he's going to play in the NHL
1: this year, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think he's going to be very – imagine him with Clayton Keller. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's That'll pretty good. good for Arizona. They need someone like that, too.
0: Like I said in the previews, I think Arizona could surprise. I had them ranked a little higher, um, if I remember. I think – yep, I had them at six in Central, so they moved up some. Um, so I think – but I think Arizona can surprise. For sure. They're good enough to do it.
1: No, they definitely are, and Logan Cooley, I think, is going to be a big part of that. So that's all that we have for NHL news. Again, it's been a light week. And now we're going to get to some Carolina news. Uh, Sam uh, Pon- Vasily Ponomerev, um who I I was hoping g- will get her off her spot. Uh, apparently, uh, he got hurt in his knee, but it's nothing serious, though. Which is good. I hate for him to not able to play at all this year so he'll
0: hopefully be on the men maybe he'll play some in the preseason but I I doubt it
1: yeah I doubt it too but do I mean do you still think that there's a chance for Panamera to maybe make it's hard to kind of give a team a choice when you're not able to play yeah I agree
0: so where he was great in the Development camp, I think Suzuki was better. So if you're going to go, like,
1: if you're going to go based off off of that, basically, yeah, if you're
0: going based off development camp, then Suzuki number one, Ponomarov number two. But but if you're not playing, you have no ability to surpass, right? So I mean, we'll see. Suzuki is probably going to get some playing time in these games, and they're not going to send anybody down until after the double header. True. Because they can't, <laughs> they they can't. They might be able to send down like a few, but they can't really send a lot of people down because they gotta have two rosters going at the same time. Yeah,
1: they already sent one person down. And I think that was the goalie, uh, Jacob Vondross. I that, believe which is
0: fine because there's they had three goalies on one team and two on another. So yeah,
1: so you knew that was coming. Yeah,
0: because you don't need three. Um, so it'll be Peretz and Kochetkov and then Ranta and
1: Freddie and one. Um, I really wish uh, they would. Sp- split the veterans or do more of a mix instead of one team oh that's what i said before but Um, that's that's my
0: preference once the once you have the double header and even before then i'm not sure so my guess is we play two games this week one on tuesday one on wednesday one team will go there the other team will go then and then you've got your double header i think later in the week or might be on like friday or saturday i don't remember but you got two games and then they'll do that again. And then after those four games, you'll probably see players start to get sent down um, or to wherever they're going to go. Cause I still don't know <laughs> where they're going to go. Cause I
1: can tell you right now, Suzuki shouldn't be playing in an ECHL team like the Admirals. No, he shouldn't. Uh, so hopefully we can find maybe a couple of AHL teams, Sam, that can, uh, uh, um, that we can find that we could loan our prospects to. Yeah. Now, the Admirals will certainly like it in Norfolk
0: because those um, players are very good and yeah, they're they are. going to be a lot better than anybody else who's going to be playing in that division. So,
1: But it's probably not right for their development.
0: No, and especially when you have someone like Suzuki who's probably just on the cusp, if not already ready to play in the National Hockey League. So we'll see what happens in this preseason. Players that I'm really going to be paying attention to are Suzuki, Jack Drury, um
1: it was Vasily ponamara but I think Jameson Reese is hurt, too. Uh, he might be. Uh, I don't think it's as serious as is. I don't know. I, did, I didn't know if he was hurt or not, to be
0: honest. Well, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at can Nason replicate. I think it's a mistake to just automatically assume Nason's in the lineup, too. Because, again, he's third, fourth line guy. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, anyone who's third, fourth line material is someone who's
1: Replaceable, yeah. yeah. I I can see that, but also you have to look at the player itself, too. Because Nason, I mean, well, he played a role in the playoffs. Of all of them, Nason is
0: probably the closest to a roster lock. But, you know, could he get supplanted? Sure. I don't think really people expected him to make the roster last season. And he did. And he was very, very good. So... I You know, in the year before that, it was Seth Jarvis. He wasn't supposed to be on this team until the year after that, and he made it very difficult for them to justify moving on from Jarvis for that season.
1: Yeah, so. and that's why I like probably a little bit about uh, Rod Brennan Morris that he's a bit open-minded when it comes to roster spots. He's like, prove it to me. If, if you can prove it to me, then you'll probably get a shot. And it seems like he is a little bit open-minded. We saw that with Seth Jarvis. Maybe he will be uh, this training camp. Now the one thing that of injury might actually give him a, an opportunity
0: is they might choose not to send him down just because he's hurt, and then they can just carry him as a as an extra while he's injured. So right, so yeah. that's something they might choose to do in the interim. But I'm expect you know honestly, if you want to be honest with this, right, they have to slate twenty one players, and the max they can carry is twenty four.
1: Yes, and we will actually get to that later um, in the. Um, Episode because we're going to try and predict what opening night might be, including mm. the healthy scratches. So, oh, yeah, so that'll be interesting. So, I'm, I'm yeah, well, that's be gonna fun. be fun. Yeah, um,
0: but uh, yeah, I'm it's, hopefully Pontemar can come back and maybe play a game or two, depending on what that injury is. But
1: that's that's what I hope. He he might be playing, um, maybe the double header. That's my guess. Like I said, you're going to keep a lot of these guys
0: until after you've got that game because you're going to be running two games at the same time. So you got to have enough roster players to do that. So yes, exactly. So don't expect much activity. The goaltending made sense, but um, don't. You need to have enough players to go in these games. So expect that to be the situation
1: yes definitely so yeah that's all that we have for uh the new segment of this episode and now we're going to go to our official season preview but before we do let's get to our sponsor we're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers and every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With code THPN, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 or text Hoping Y 467 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit CCPG.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts, Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbookdraftkingscom slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus pass expires seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, Sam, our official season preview. Uh, if you did not know... Um, I posted on our socials if you had a question, uh, that um, feel free to ask because we will try and answer that. We'll do that at the very end. Um, but Sam, let's first look at the exits and the additions here. Um, I think of the exits, I mean, obviously Max Pacioretty is probably the most talented person uh, on never the played. exits. <laughs> but he never played. He played like five games, but yeah. Um, no impactful time. Yes, exactly. No impactful, and I kind of view the exits as more of quantity, um, than quality. Because a lot of these players, other than maybe pa- especially Paxtaretti and a little bit of Goss despair, um, a lot of these players were mostly f- uh depth
0: pieces. Well, yeah, I for mean, us. you replaced Chang Goss despair and Calvin Dehan with Orlov and D'Angelo. That's an upgrade. You replaced Derek Stepan. Yes, they pull you Kasha and Stasny with Bunting. Um, I mean, that's not a bad, you know, upgrade there. I mean, Bunting's definitely better than Stepon, Poli-Yarvi, and Kasha. Um, And then you have Lemieux kind of coming in, I guess, as as a replacement. More or less, I would say, probably more of that replacement. He's more for, yes, they Poli-Yarvi. So,
1: they both produce about the same. (laughs) Which isn't much at all, but... So, do you think... um that we have gotten better with the additions that we have this off season.
0: So my arguments always been the same. And I'm bringing consistent about it. You marginally made your defense better when you're already probably the best defense in the national hockey league, adding Orlov and D'Angelo is only, you know, once you're up there, you're only moving that needle so much. And I think the needle is moved only so much. So maybe you went from the one a defense to the sole one defense
1: in the national hockey league Okay. You know, that sounds a lot like Tom Dundon's answer after a trade deadline. Be like, well, we're already at the top. How much can we get better? I mean, then why would... Again, it sounds like it. yeah, I mean,
0: but why would then at that point according to his logic why did they sign Orlov? So Exactly.
1: Um, that, that's why that's why I was, that was, but I was we going all know, to get that. We
0: all know the reason Orlov signed with us is because he wanted to come here. Yes. There was no I don't think any intention for them to go after him but Orlov wanted to come here so they were like okay and
1: they and, made it work. Um And 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 I think based on the contract he's kind of a placeholder for Nikishkin.
0: Yeah, I think so, but I don't want him playing on the third pair. Again, that's the problem is I think this organization has too many defensemen and it's going to hurt some of these players, and it's not going to be fair to some of them either, right? It's not going to be fair to Chatfield, because according to the lineups, if those are close to accurate with that group, Chatfield's on the outs, and D'Angelo's on that third pair. Yeah, so, I
1: don't know how I feel about that, to so be honest. So, where
0: I prefer D'Angelo, a lot of people prefer Chatfield. And some people might be like me, and they're like, well, you know, D'Angelo's the veteran, more veteran dude, he should be playing. And if you want to talk about it, where D'Angelo's benefit is, he's going to... uh Play on your power play. Chatfield's not going to quarterback a power play. So, just what you've got from D'Angelo, I'm concerned that Chatfield will be the odd man out only because where
1: Chatfield's better defensively, D'Angelo's going to quarterback a power play. Yes. And I think if you look at the lineup, that can be a concern. But if you look at a full team, which includes three healthy scratches, maybe you can make something like that work where you do like maybe a rotation. Again, maybe. But no one, they kind of talked about it a little bit on the Canes cast. Where it's nice to have competition, but... And you should have competition, but I, I do agree to some extent from like a fan perspective of being Well, not even like... a fan
0: perspective. It's the players. They don't want to sit out, right? I mean, yeah, you might have a guy like Pesci and Shea who are just exhausted. Maybe they're, they've tweaked something and maybe they need to sit out, but
1: at some point someone's going to get annoyed could be although Traffield has proven to me that he's a very solid dude already but again but um, do you want to be healthy scratch exactly like i agree cuz he
0: played every game last year in, in the Carol- with carolina he really wasn't a healthy scratch much last year if at all so <laughs> you know i don't think deangelo should be scratched i thought you know he he's played very well here he's got a history he was one of our, he was at the time he scored more points than any other hurricanes defenseman. And now Burns has done that. So, you know, it's, you're putting a lot of offense on the bench or, you know, if you don't start him, what if you choose to scratch Orlov? Well, that's a big contract. You're choosing to scratch. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. Exactly. You're not going to scratch Pesci or Shea unless there's a trade coming. And that point, if you see one of them scratched, assume that's happening.
1: um, now, if you also remember, Chatfield, he was, he's still on like somewhat of an entry-level type of contract. 7.67 million. No, n- not million, 12, but thousand. thousand.
0: Sure. So, you know, I guess you could look at it as Chatfield might be the odd man out. Okay, he's going to get pissed. He's not going to want to sign here next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't like it either. And, and I've said this before too, Sam. I, I, again, I think if these were actual... Defenseman whose purpose was for depth defenseman, like a Dylan Coughlin, like a Caleb Jones, I think we'd be fine with it. But you look at Sheffield, you look at um, also Tony D'Angelo, their purpose is not to be depth defenseman. Their purpose is to make the team better. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's that's the ma- major complaint. D'Angelo's here to quarterback a power play, exactly. That was at times anemic. And so, it seems like he's going to be put on the same power play with uh, Burns. Burns. I don't like I that. Could, I, could, I could see that working, though. Well, we'll talk about
0: that later, but I, I don't like that. But I'll explain why I don't like that later. Yeah. Uh,
1: of course, we added Bunting, Lemieux, and D'Angelo. We already talked about D'Angelo, so let's talk about Bunting and Lemieux. Uh, you're bringing in grit. Yeah. I know that that was one thing they solved in the free agency was braining in Grant.
0: Yeah, you brought in Lemieux, who's a tough dude. You brought in Bunting, who's a guy who's going to get into dirty areas and score some goals and create some offense. Lemieux, at times, he can get into dirty areas and score goals, too. Yeah. And in Robert and Moore's system, it won't shock me if Lemieux is more successful offensively because I think our forechecking style of play is going to benefit Lemieux right? It's not a skills based system where, you know, he tells the guys go out there and outskill them. It's go out there and outwork them. And that's going to be more, Lemieux yeah. style. Same with bunting, right? Cause Toronto is definitely a more of a skilled system as well. So these players might thrive a little bit more in a, in a, in a um, system that's designed to wear out your other team, you know, the other opponent. Um, I'm, I'm still a believer in more of a hybrid system given the skill that we have on this roster, I think
1: you should allow your skill guys to go out there and, yes. and outskill. Now, if you had a team like the Islanders, you probably Absolutely. do want that type of mentality that Moore has right now. Yeah,
0: and I think that's why Carolina won that series, is we played similar styles, but our skill level is better.
1: Exactly. Right? The only
0: player that they have on their team that I think is like high-end skill or two is Barzal and um, Bo Horvat. And then, yes. of course, their goalie is outstanding, but...
1: Although Bo Horvath, I thought, was a disappointment for them in the playoffs.
0: But sometimes, you know as well as I do, that can happen. But again, they went up against us, and that was just an unfortunate draw that they had to start the playoffs, right? Yeah, so, and their um, only response was physicality. Yeah,
1: and at the end of the day, we just ignored it, and they started taking penalties, and we made them pay. Exactly, which was great. Uh, so yeah, I, th- I think looking back on this offseason, Sam, I think they were able to solve grits. And I don't even have him on our show notes here, Sam, but we were able to solve the future, a little bit of the future of the Hurricanes by uh, signing Sebastian Ajo to an eight-year deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's huge. And I thought they needed to solve that this offseason right away, and they did.
0: Yep, so this year they needed to deal with Ajo. Next season they need to deal with Slavin. So just handle it now before it's a problem, right?
1: Yes, although I still think before... Um, The season comes up They need to solve a few more contracts To help not uh, Help with the workload that you have next season Because there's a lot of contracts Sam well, let's see here. A lot of Pesci contacts. and Shea, so your whole second pair is... Tara Vinan. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens with Tara Jarvis. Vinen. Jarvis is Natchez. RFA. RFA.
0: Yeah. I'm not as concerned about RFAs. to qualify him, and then you work on that as you need to, because they're not going anywhere, unless you want them to go
1: somewhere. Jalen Chatfield.
0: Chatfield, I think, is also an RFA. You can qualify him and get a deal done. Is, is, um, I thought he was UFA for some reason. I'm going to check that. He might be UFA, but I thought he might have been an RFA one more
1: time. Um... D'Angelo will be a UFA. I could see D'Angelo not coming back, especially next season. I could see someone like Scott Morel making the I team. I
0: think D'Angelo comes back. Really? So he left before. It didn't work out. It just doesn't work for him anywhere else. So I think this time he's going to be more of a, okay. Yeah, I can <laughs> see,
1: see that's an argument that I've thought of too. Like, this is the only team that works for him. Uh, But, I mean... So, what you do is... It's in Carolina's court. So, you
0: lose... So, right now on defense, next season, that you have up. It's Shea, Pesci, D'Angelo, and Chatfield.
1: And Chatfield is going to be a UFA.
0: He is. So, if you choose to sign two of those, my guess is the cheaper of the four is going to be Chatfield and D'Angelo. And then you move on from Shea and Pesci. Now it's an idiotic move to let them go for nothing. So if you don't, move I do them, too. So if you don't move them, you're just a bunch of
1: idiots. Um, and here's the thing: like I understand Carolina wanting to go all in this season. I like that.
0: Sure, you can go all but... in by fixing your problems. So you can let one of them walk. Yeah, you can. One, not both. One. So either you're re-signing one and letting one walk, and you're considering him a rental. Okay, whatever. That's stupid, but fine. Or, or resigning one. Or you move, you resign one, you move one. Then no matter what, you're not losing something here. But you can't just let Pesci walk
1: at the end of the year. You can't and let Shea. Shea. Yes. What, you paid
0: a lot. Technically, you didn't pay anything for Pesci, right? He was a draft pick. Okay, that's fine.
1: You paid a first-round pick for Shea. Yeah, you paid a... But, yeah. I, but I thought that was a great trade looking back. It was a 22nd overall pick. Absolutely. So you you moved
0: the first round draft pick, but you really want to let Shea go for nothing. That doesn't make sense to me. You paid for Shea. You, you can't let him go for nothing. You got to get something back. So, yeah, I just think you got to pay attention. Next year's is going to be difficult. Um, so I would like to see something happen if they've ta- if they've truly taken Pesci off the market. OK, you need to be very clear with him that you've done so. And you need to be clear with him that you want to work on an extension. But you got to shop one. If your plan isn't only to sign one, that's fine. If you let one walk, okay, that's better than letting both. But you cannot let both walk. You have to do something there. You have to at least keep one, or you have to move one. But you can't let them both go for nothing.
1: Yeah, um, what's interesting, I saw an article, and it's by uh, Colin Madwell, who does the Home Ice Advantage podcast. And apparently... Um, and I think Elliot Freeman kind of reported it, too, in the fact that he um, uh, he kind of tested his market out there, which is what Carolina does with all of its free agents. Mm-hmm. Okay, test the market, look at other teams that have interest in you. And there were two others. And it seems like that stuff fell through. So that could benefit the Hurricanes. And the fact mm-hmm. that that's what Brad Pesci's camp's value is, probably isn't being well received and has to lower the value so i i could see that happening yeah i mean carolina they they've always done that we're like okay test the market see what the other teams want sure and i think that's a good tactic to use
0: absolutely i mean if you found something then the team can work out a move right so I, i think we'll just see what happens my concern is there's just too you know too many good players, not enough space, right? And where our deficits are, it's the forward group. It's not really the, the blue line. Cause even if, say if you move, Ch- say if you move two of them, I'm still not worried. <laughs> say if you moved Shea and Pesci off, right? You still have Caleb Jones, who's a very serviceable third pairing defenseman. And then you're you know, you have Orlov, D'Angelo, and then Chatfield and Jones. I'm not complaining about that defense. I'm just saying Caroline. has I'd be concerned, but defense. not worried. I'm just saying you have that much defensive depth that you need to move at least one of them to turn it into something. I don't really care at this point what it is. I just don't want to have to see D'Angelo and Chatfield rotating in and out of the lineup. It's not fair to either one of them. And it's definitely not fair to Chatfield,
1: who's coming up as a... He's going to want to get paid. Yeah. He is. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of like an off-season um, recap, obviously, with our season preview. And, Sam, I we're going to delve into some stats here, which I found very interesting. This is the last two seasons. Um, on the power play, um, we were 20th in the league, 19.8. Interestingly enough, and you'll see a theme here, the season before that 2022 season we were 13th with 21.9 percent
0: so the big problem that we had to start last season is rod changed up the penalty kill and the power play just a little bit and how the system worked and that's why to start the year both were down so our power play wasn't good and our penalty kill was actually pretty bad too um to start the year now granted you know going from first to second that's marginal yeah
1: it's but going from thirteenth
0: to twentieth, that's a pretty big drop. I think for Carolina to be in a better ways this year, that number needs they need to move that number back up into the top fifteen. Yes, so I think they if Carolina's top fifteen, I think they should I think they need to be top ten. I do. For them to really have a shot this year, I think they need to be top ten caliber power play. And then the penalty kill needs to stay in that top
1: three. Right. If you're waffling in one, two and three, I think you're fine. Or even top five, I don't think fans are going to be complaining. No, it's still five. good. Now, yes. this
0: team's defense is just stifling, so they're going to continue to be that good anyway. Yes,
1: and, I mean, we just talked about the PK 2, 84.4% second this past season, the year before. First with 88%. That is a bit of a drop, but, again, you're still 1-2 and two overall. That's amazing. I'm not having any complaints on that. Uh, goals four again a little bit with the power play, um, I'm I'm a little bit surprised. Last season uh, we scored 266 goals, which was 15th average in the NHL. Year before that though we were ninth with 278. Now I think part of this is because of the injuries we had with Svech sure. and Taravainen.
0: Yeah, because that's what 12 goals right there. So. Yeah, that that net gap can be made up. I want Carolina in the top ten in this again next year. Yes, they I do They need too. to be because they need to show that they can finish, something that they've just struggled with in yes, the playoffs.
1: And, and, and goals against. I that'll mean, stay it, that, where it's that, That's mirroring the PK.
0: Yeah, and that'll stay where that's at too. Um, Carolina's penalty kill, goaltending situation's fine. Doesn't matter who's in goal. Gochetkov, Ronta, or Anderson, this team's going to be fine. I believe Caroline is going to carry three goalies this year. I don't think there's a way around it just because of the situation of not having a minor league team. Um, because what, you know, they're, they're, you send, what if you send Kochetkov down to a minor league affiliate? Who's got a goalie prospect. Kocetkov not going to play. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be better for him to stay up and they'll probably rotate him in and out. My, my guess is Ronta might be your third goalie in this situation because there's no harm in letting him kind of sit around. Yeah, is, he's like on Kuchetkov. a one-year
1: deal, and again, I can't, like Orlov and the Kishkin, I think Ronta is a bit of a placeholder, not as much. He might be a placeholder for um, Peretz. Yeah, he could be. Well, I, I honestly, I would say
0: so. You have Anderson, you have Rontas, the whole placeholder for Gachetkov. Gachetkov comes in. He plays that final year with Anderson. Anderson out, Peretz in, it's Gachetkov and Peretz.
1: Yeah, that could be very good, um, but I, I need to see... Uh, some footage on Peretz before I make any. Oh, that's my guess is their plan. I think yeah,
0: if everything goes well, that's going to be their goal.
1: Yes, definitely. And Sam, looking at cap space, we have hardly to none. It's (laughs) $920,000. But this is a cap team. It's a cap
0: team, uh, but you can move money out.
1: Yeah, you you definitely can, and obviously Pesci carries a decent salary, so if they were planning on moving someone like him, um, you're able to move money, hey, look, money out. Hey, look, I said
0: you move him and Tavo for picks and prospects, and then you go up to Patrick Kane and say, what do you want? Won't pay it. <laughs> Come play in Carolina.
1: Yes, and uh, next what we're going to be doing is we're going to be predicting the opening night squad, and this is, includes Healthy Scratches. So we, we're we going to get to that right now. All right, Sam, so I will go first uh, for the opening lineup. Uh, obviously, f- so for me on the first line, I'm going top to bottom here. Um, it's Bunting, Ajo, and Jarvis. I think Bunting's going to provide physicality on a a first line that's desperately needed ever since uh, we have Michael Furland. Um, That's going to be very helpful. I have uh, Svetch, K.K. Natchez as the second line. Um, And then after that, I think it's debatable to whether what your fourth line is going to be. For right now, I have... Uh, The third line being the stall line, and that's being Martinuk, Stall, and Foss, considering how good they were um, this past season. And then the fourth line, Sam, I have Tara Vinan. Nason on the other wing, and then the fourth line center spot that we have discussed, Sam, I have Ryan Suzuki. Okay. And the... Well, I'll get to the healthy scratches later. Uh, But, um... For defense, I have Slavin, Burns, Shea, Pesci as the second pair. Then Orlov and Chaffield as the third pair. And then goalies, I have uh, Anderson and Ronta to start off because I think that's the goalie tandem they're going to start off with first. Okay. And then my healthy scratches. Now, again, this is 24-man roster, so you're able to have, uh, what is it, Four. four... Uh, So, I have uh, Kachekov. Yep. Brandon Lemieux. Yep. Tony D'Angelo. And I have Caleb Jones. Okay. So...
0: My forwards mirror yours. Almost... I think exactly. I got Bunting Ajo Jarvis. Svech KK Natchez. Martin Uxtall Faust. Turbo Suzuki and Nason. My defensemen are... A little different. I got Slavin Burns. I have Shea Orlov, D'Angelo, and Pesci. And then I got Freddie and Ronta as the goaltenders. My healthy scratches are Kuchetkov, Chatfield, Lemieux, and Jack Drury.
1: What were your healthy scratches again? You said Kuchetkov, um, Chatfield, Lemieux. Lemieux, and Drury. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, I probably no. I forgot about Drury. I- that's a good point. But, um, yeah, that's healthy scratches are debatable right now, I think. It's it, it's tough. Yeah, well, mainly because I think Drury
0: and Suzuki are going to be fighting for that fourth C. Yeah, they are. Right now. Um, but I still believe, much as I like Suzuki, I would rather have a, someone like a Stasny or a Stall or a Wheel. You know, just someone who's more veteran to run that fourth line. Um, for a playoff run, mainly because Jury's young, Suzuki's young. Not that they don't have skill. Maybe they might be better skilled players than these guys now, but it's just that leadership you get from an experience you get from some of the young. Um,
1: yes. And, of course, this is at the start of the season. There are going to be injuries along the way. So, oh, yeah, this is just us predicting opening night. So, Sam, here are a couple of questions for you. Uh, who is your fantasy guy? Obviously, uh, the all of our episodes ever since we joined the network has been sponsored by DraftKings. Um, who would you, I mean, who would you pick to be on your fantasy team? Um,
0: I'm picking one of three of Ajo, Natchez, or Anderson. I think it depends most likely on where you're drafting. I don't think any of her, I don't think any hurricane players are necessarily a first round draft pick. Mainly because in the National Hockey League, there's a lot more fantasy, better, better players that are more fantasy oriented. So I like. But if someone, you're
1: just showing the Canes roster, I'm taking Ajo. You're taking probably Aho over all okay. of them. Now if what about a goalie, like a Anderson. sleeper pick?
0: Satcher so Jarvis. Interesting. Mainly um, because Jarvis could turn it on and he could have 30, 40 goals. <laughs> but Svetch could do the same. He could get 30, 40 goals. So it's one True. of those things where these guys, you know, they could do that and shock the world. So I could see that. Main guy, if you want someone who's going to get you about a point per game, you want Ajo. Yeah, if you I, sleep Ajo, him, I agree with that. If you want to pick, pick you might get late in the draft. I don't think you're going to get Svetch late, but if you want someone late, Jarvis and Tara Vinan?
1: I'm I'm going to go with uh, Jarvis.
0: Yeah, I mean I would go with Jarvis if I'd go with Tavo, but not uh, before last season Terrafine was a guy who also popped in assists like every night. So if you want, I mean, and if honestly, if you have Suzuki centering that fourth that fourth line, you've get you've got yourself a third scoring line that theoretically should take advantage of other teams' fourths.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, I mean, I, I looked at Tara Vinen's uh, career with us. He's mainly been very consistent, except this past season. So I could see him uh, coming having the old Vinon that we had. Sure. Uh that's not last season, of especially course. if he's on the
0: power play. Yeah. He's going to get points. And Jarvis will be on the power play too. I mean, honestly, actually, if you really want a true sleeper pick, and Burns.
1: Yeah, Burns could be a good option too. Cuz he's not
0: going to be someone that people are going to pick right away. So he's someone you could get maybe in your 3rd or 4th round as a top defenseman, right? Because after yeah. the McCars of the world, you need your second tier defenseman and Burns is someone who's going to really get you some points. I don't really recommend Slavin. Um, if you want another good defenseman or from, D'Angelo, maybe. Yeah. D'Angelo would actually be a really solid fantasy pick too. Um, depends on how your team probably deals with plus minus some leagues. They count it. Some leagues
1: they don't. So at that point it's like, okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, he, so, I mean, this kind of probably goes a little bit alongside the uh, sleeper pick. but who do you think going to uh, have that breakout season?
0: Um, I'm going to say Code Kenyemi has a breakout year. I think really, but I think he has to. So I don't think it's that it's like this thing of where it's like, oh, who do you think? It's I'm looking at this question who has to. And it's I have to believe it's KK. He's your second line center. He's got to be better. He's got to play like he did the second half that needs to carry over and then take another
1: step. I'm going to say Jarvis. Because, I mean, even though I thought he played pretty good, I thought he changed his game a little bit to where he's more feisty this past season. The points didn't really reflect that. And I think uh, if he's cons- consistently playing on that first line with Ajo, um, I could see him having a breakout season, hopefully getting, like, 30 goals. That was one of my, I think, take it or leave it's, I believe, when we did the episode with Kaniac Sessions.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a reasonable, um, a reasonable belief. Jarvis and KK, I think, are the two that need to do it. So I think KK's going to have more pressure on him than Jarvis will.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, so those are our players for who we think we might have breakout seasons. And Sam, last question. Obviously, October is a road trip heavy month. Yep. Uh, what do you think is considered a good start?
0: Oh hold on! I'm gonna pull up the schedule real quick. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna pull up the schedule real quick too. But obviously, you have the uh, state fair coming in, which is the reason why uh, the Canes have to go on these long road trips uh, during uh, October because of that. Uh, But I mean, the good thing is, I think about October is the first game is at home. Yeah, you're playing against Ottawa. Um, that's a team that's going to be, I think, a little bit tough to play against. But I think the Hurricanes are the better team. I think they can win that game. Um, Obviously, on the road trip, you have L.A., Anaheim, San Jose, Seattle, Colorado, and Tampa. And then Seattle and San Jose at home. And then at Philadelphia for the final game of October. So...
0: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So there's ten home games. I think you need to win some combin You need to do some combination. Ten home games
1: in October. Ten
0: games in October. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> you need to have some combination of seven wins and three losses. Or, yeah. or a combination of points equivalent to that. So I want. I want 20 points. Or not 20 points. I want. um.
1: 14 points out of the month. 14? Okay. Out of four, so that's 10 games, that's 20 points. Um, I'd be fine with probably 13 points. Again, I think you really need to have a good start because because it is a long season, and every team goes through this, you're going to have a point in the season where you're not going to be doing good, and having a good start is going to help that. But if you um, just look at the
0: roster, the schedule, you need to win your home opener, so there's two points. I think you need to take care of business in California. King. You're better than the Kings, so there's four. Better than the Ducks, six. Better than the Sharks, eight. Maybe you come to Seattle, that's a tough one. Maybe you take an L there. Come to Colorado, that's another tough one. Maybe you take another L, right? But then you come home, you come and play Tampa Bay. I think we're better than the Lightning now. You come back, you come back pissed off, you lost to Kraken and into the Avs. You come... Tampa Bay take care of business, so we're at let's see two four six eight. You got ten points now. Come to home play Kraken. You're pissed. You're gonna win at home against Kraken. First game back in a long time. Take that win there. You sweep the Sharks in the season series. You beat San Jose, and then you finish off the you know I think you beat Flyers. Yeah. So I'm I agree actually too. my math is a little bit higher there than what i said but i think that's a very plausible situation maybe you go to california and you lose to the kings and that match makes that yeah, there yeah. or you have some combinations of losses in overtime right where you get a point so but i think you know if you take a look at the road trip it could be a heck of a lot worse you start off it with the california road trip right against la anaheim and san jose you need to win you need to beat you need to win two you need to win two ideally you take home three and then if you can beat the Kraken or Avalanche, if you get one of those, that's pretty good, but I'm not expecting a win, to win both if not one. So if you lose those two, you know, after you've won four straight, taking a loss against the Kraken or the Avs, I don't think it's going to be a,
1: the worst thing in the world. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I think Colorado's going to be the toughest team, honestly, in Tough that the trip, month. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole month, I think. That um, You could probably maybe say Tampa, but I just think Colorado is better than Tampa, in my opinion. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting month. It's going to be a long road trip for these guys. Yep. But Always I, is. you <laughs> need to have a good start. I just think it's very important to have it.
0: It is, but this is why I don't like the state fair. <laughs> yeah,
1: of, yeah. I, I was, I'm not a big state fair guy. I think when I see it once, I've seen it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty and much. And I've seen it more than once. So... Um. Yeah. And now we're going to get to our listener questions and our first one. And it is from AB from the Caniac Sessions. Um, he says, we saw the lines for the power play units um, today. He was mean, not today as we're recording, but obviously during training camp. Um, is there anything you would change or move around? Obviously, um when I looked at the power play units, I thought it was interesting. I know for the first power play you had Jarvis, Ajo, Svetch, D'Angelo, and Burns. And it was a it was a one three one type of scheme on that power play.
0: So the power play units were Ajo, Jarvis, Svetch, Burns, D'Angelo. Second unit was Bunting, Natus, and Terrifying, and an Orlov. Um I, I'm i a believer in 5-1, or 4-1 power plays. So what I would change is I would put D'Angelo on the second unit.
1: Um, really? Yeah. Because I could see it working with D'Angelo and Burns, because D'Angelo could be, it looks like from... Practice that like he's quarterbacking that power play, which is good because I think he's a better passer between him and Burns, but Burns has the better shots. So I just so I could see that working out. You brought
0: D'Angelo into quarterback a power play, and so, he is so. But Burns is your other quarterback, so I would rather have a power play of Aho, Jarvis, Svechnikov, Burns, Teravainen, and then Bunting, Natus I'm sorry, Bunting, KK, Natchez, D'Angelo,
1: and Nason? Nathan? Maybe. Nason's good for net front presence. Um, I think the only thing that I would switch, especially on that first power play, is i probably put Ajo in the center spot and put Jarvis on the wing. Because Aho can score from those bumper positions. I don't know if this is if if this is
0: correct, if, or if he just listed them out. I don't know. Uh, um, are
1: you reading from Chip or <laughs> Walt? Um, oh, Walt Ruff. Okay. No. Um, I
0: will see. I don't hate him, but I'm just I'm not a fan of Burns and D'Angelo together. I kind of want to split them up to start the season,
1: and then maybe you can put them together if you have to, but. See, I don't mind it because here's the thing with Burns for me on the power play is I thought... To, I had struggles with him being a quarterback on the power play last season. Uh, there were times where I'm just like... Especially, I got frustrated with his shot too because he wouldn't take a lot of those big, huge bombs from the point on the power play. Um, if he did, it would either go in or completely miss the net. But... Um, so I don't mind Burns not being a quarterback for that reason. Uh, so, but I like the idea there. Is it going to work? I don't know. I like the idea. I think if they try it, I think that's fine. But if it doesn't work, then you probably need to separate both Burns and D'Angelo.
0: Now, again, the most important part is this is preseason. (laughs)
1: Yes, it is. This, it this, could change.
0: The odds of this mirroring it, I think in this stage of the game is low. I think you'll have an idea of what everything will look like in that last preseason game. But we'll see. We'll be there on Wednesday. We'll see. I'm kind of hoping we get the other unit. I don't really want the the veteran unit when we go.
1: Really? Interesting. No.
0: I mean, I've seen the veterans play all the time. I don't care about that. I'd rather go in and see the young kids play. Or a combination of that. I really just want to see Suzuki play. so... Oh, I know you do. You uh, love
1: Suzuki, so, <laughs> so I dislike, just like just like with Paul Stastny and Paul Eric Stassi.
0: Stassi. And I love Eric Stahl, too. Uh, maybe we should have given them PTOS, but um, but I don't think Stastny wanted a PTO. He wants to sign somewhere. Um, but yeah, I, I will see what the power play looks like. Uh, I like preseason because it gets me an opportunity to see some of these younger players. See um, you know, just kind of what the team's looking like at the moment.
1: So the other question that we have here is from uh Kaniac Uh he says, Will KK get sixty plus points? I think he can. And I'm gonna say yes because of how well he did the last half of the season where he was just doing great for
0: us. Yeah. I think I think he does and I think he needs to, so I don't think you have a, a choice. <laughs> I think and, he has and, to get it.
1: And if he does, then I think that solves the second line center problem right there.
0: It can, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, great question, um, Kenya Gatto. And the next question uh, is Easy Man. Hopefully, I got that right. Uh, it says, What new power play dynamics of any, can we expect in this upcoming season? unit slash line so this is a little bit of uh, this answer is kind of a little bit of the answer we already talked about from the first question from AB uh, but I mean I think the new powerplay dynamics uh, to me I think the biggest thing Sam is putting, their, putting our guys on the off wings to where they can have one timers I think that was one of the biggest things you and I had last season with the power play, Sam. Um, we need, I think, more one-timing opportunities, if you remember.
0: Power play did better when we had someone over on the one-timing slot.
1: Exactly. I just think you got to do it. So, I kind of expect more of that. Um, I mean, we already tackled a little bit on the lines thing. I mean... Burns and D'Angelo on the same power play. I mean, again, it's very early. You have to so. set one of
0: them up for a one-timer. If you're going to have yeah. both of them on there, you, you can't have them both at the point. Someone needs to be
1: off for the one-timer. Well, it'll be Burns at the one-timer. Because he one. has a better shot. I like, so, like than both D'Angelo. I like
0: both of their shots. But yeah, Burns has probably got the better one.
1: Yes. Um, now, if you do put both of them on the same power play units, I mean, who's going to... I guess Natchez might be your finisher on the second power play, which he can do well. Yeah, he can. Uh, So yeah, Um, any other strategies do you think the Canes might implement? I would like to.
0: I've like I said, I just I want to see the skill a little bit more. Oh, I do too. I want to see that be utilized. Um, I think it's a mistake to suppress it the way it, sometimes the system does. So. Yeah,
1: and have more net na- front presence. I think is another yeah. thing that yeah. they need and to do. And you've
0: got players who can do that now with Bunting and Nason and KK's a big body on that line. He'll yeah. do it or Svetch. So yeah, stall on the third line and that fourth line,
1: Nason. So you yeah, have people who do it. So just do it. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, those were two great questions. That's coming from our Instagram. And that was fun with Sam. We actually had a few uh, questions being asked. That was great. So, yeah, I cannot wait for the start of the season. Preseason is just coming up. Yeah, we get some games this week, so that'll be fun. I know. That's going to be great. Well, we will see you guys for the next episode on Friday. See you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniak Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniak Report. We'll see you next time.